Hello, my friends. Welcome again to the Deeper Daily Podcast. It's the second day of February. I'm Paul White. Thanks for joining me. Hey, I want to tell you, not this weekend, but next weekend, the weekend of the 12th, I will be back in West Columbia, South Carolina at the Crossroads World Outreach Center. Come see us if you're in the Columbia, South Carolina area. This is uh, the second time this year that we will have been with Pastor Josiah Hodge. We were there in January, had a great time. I loved his church, the people in it. I loved speaking there. We got to see some friends from our from uh, our monthly meeting came out and saw us. It was just a great all-around time. And, and I want to highly encourage you, if you're in the Columbia, South Carolina area, this is a church I would highly recommend. Go see them. Uh, and you can get more details at my website, paulwhiteministries.com slash schedule. That's coming up not this weekend, but next weekend. Okay. Well, we are in Mark chapter 2. I'm having a great time. Yesterday, we met Matthew the tax collector, a.k.a. Levi the son of Alphaeus. You can listen to yesterday's podcast to find out why those names are different between Matthew's rendering and Mark's rendering. We move on to verse 15 today, and it happened as he was dining in Levi's house. The word Levi there is actually added. It just says in the Greek, it came to pass as he was dining in the house. So we we don't know. What we do know is that the story that follows is the point, not exactly where he's eating. He was dining in Levi's house that many tax collectors and sinners also sat together with Jesus and his disciples, for there were many, and they followed him. Let me start with this idea of tax collectors and sinners. Yesterday, we talked about the tax collector and what that meant, but I want to be sure we emphasize the word sinner because I think we tend to see the sinner through the lens of modern context. We think of sinner, we think of someone who's not a Christian, not in church, living a life of sin. They are committing sins. First of all, I think that's a very shallow understanding of the word sinner. Um, Even in our context, I think we're judgmental a lot of times with the way we use the word sinner. As if we don't sin they do. When we sin, it's an accident. When they sin, it's on purpose. At least that's that was my definition of sinner for years. If I sin, I'm quick to repent. I'm trying to do better. They sin, they just keep on sinning. They no guilt, no shame, no condemnation. They just keep on sinning. Um, I'm not sure that's a good definition, even in our term, our day, because the truth is, is that through the lens of righteousness. We are a saint in Christ through the lens of humanity. We are all sinners because as a human, I'm going to miss the mark repeatedly. Thus, I'm a sinner. It's why Paul calls himself the chief of sinners. And he doesn't say Saul was the chief of sinners, but Paul, the chief of sinners. Okay, that's our context. The, the, the issue is that we transpose what we think of sinner onto the biblical story. When In the context of this scripture, Jesus is dining at Levi's house. Many tax collectors and sinners sat with Jesus and his disciples, for there were many and they followed him. Sinner was a term of disdain 
It was a term used by the Pharisee for any Jew that did not follow their tradition. They called them a sinner. This is, an, this is a narrative fact of that time period. What the, what the Pharisees thought of as a sinner might not necessarily be what we think of as a sinner. We think of a sinner, again, non-believer who is sinning like crazy. The Pharisee thought they wouldn't even have considered a non-Jew as anything but a a stranger, a vagabond, an outcast, a, a barbarian. There was a lot of ways to describe Gentiles. But to describe their own people, the Jews, they would consider them sinners if they were not following the Pharisaical rules by sitting with sinners. The, the Greek uses the phrase he was reclining with sinners. This is the kind of contact that in their eyes made Jesus a sinner. When he's numbered with the transgressors, he dies between two thieves on the cross. That's one way to be numbered with the transgressors. The other is to have contact with quote-unquote sinners in a way that makes you one of them. So Jesus is looked at by the Pharisees as a sinner because the rabbinic instruction specifically prohibited table fellowship with sinners. On the other hand, the sinner, let's see it from their side, the sinner, the quote-unquote sinner, would see this kind of gesture, this kind of kindness as friendship. They would see it potentially as acceptance. Yes, acceptance. Acceptance that they were okay. Acceptance that they were, it was, that they were a people who were loved. They weren't getting that from religion. They weren't getting that from the Pharisees, but they're getting that from Jesus. Let me talk Pharisee for a second. Verse 16, when the scribes and Pharisees saw him eating with the tax collectors and sinners, they said to his disciples, how is it that he eats and drinks with tax collectors and sinners? And I got a little ahead of myself. That's that whole passage right there is what we just talked about. But let me finish today with this with the thought about Pharisees. The, the Pharisees as a sect were the theological descendants of a group called the Hasidim. And the Hasidim started about 200, 150 to 200 years before Christ. They were pious, educated, but they were most importantly strictly faithful to the Mosaic law. They disdained the influence of the Greeks. They called that pagan. By the time Jesus comes along, strict observance of the law, especially the ritual purity, was their forte. And it was regulated by a body of teachings known as what Jesus would call the tradition of the elders. That's not just some blasé statement he'll make. We'll get to that in chapter 7. That's something Jesus says that everyone would have understood. To say the tradition of the elders is that piousness upheld by the Pharisees. This was developed by Jewish rabbis as a way to apply the law to everyday specific situations. The problem is that it was very difficult to know the little subtle interpretations of what you were supposed to consider legal. And that caused this huge chasm between the religious elite in Israel, the Pharisees, and the, the, the people, the everyday guy. 
that is why by the time of the Pharisees, there's the righteous and the sinners. And the righteous are the religious pious, and the sinner is everybody that's not. And Jesus is speaking to the Pharisees more than any other sect because of this religious piety, but also probably because Jesus was pretty strict with the law. He's a Jewish man. And in a way, when he speaks to the Pharisees, he's speaking to a people that line up with a lot of his own theology. That He just thinks they've taken it too far. He thinks they've removed love. And you're better at critiquing your own than you are others. I don't mean to indicate Jesus is a Pharisee, but he certainly understands where they're coming from. At least that seems to be the way. Now, tomorrow I want to hit verse 17 where it's mostly Jesus talking, and you'll, you'll see why. It's an important verse. We'll get there tomorrow. See you then. God bless.